Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Broadway Breakdown. I am that ferocious young man in the box office trying to get a student discount even though his ID is expired. Matt Koplick. And I'm Roxy Andrews, and I'm here to make it clear. I know you love me, baby. <laughs> That's, That's all you brought me here. <laughs> <laughs> Starting strong, gal. Um, hi, everybody. I am one half of your other hosts, John Wiscavage. <laughs> Welcome to our last episode of Broadway Breakdown of the year 2018. Ever, ever. ever. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I was doing that dramatic sure. pause. Shit. Sorry. God, I suck. Sure. What you said, Matt. That's what she thinks. Um, <laughs> so here, I'm. I'm just gonna cut right to the chase. I'm just gonna let the listeners know. Mm. I'm not. I'm not about pretenses. I'm not about any of that bullshit. I had one of the worst sleeps that I've had last night in like months. It, it's it's been gearing up to me not sleeping well for the last couple weeks. I I get very sensitive to different kinds of beds, especially after about the two month mark. I found, which is really weird. Um, and I've reached the point with this bed, and also I am a psychopath, and so I need to sleep with the white noise machine. And literally, when my white noise machine goes out, I wake up immediately. Like if there's silence, I wake up. Um, and for some reason, my phone—I I have an app on my phone—and for some reason, last night it just kept going off. Like my phone, my phone kept dying. My phone, even though it was charging. So although I think my phone's dead. All this to say, I got basically zero sleep last night. I woke from a text from Matt like at 9 a.m. being like, hey, when's good for you this morning? Because we had planned this morning and it was like 10 a.m. I had just woken up. Literally imagine just like uh, Elaine Stritch waking up from a bender. That that was me waking up this morning. And I was just like, honey, I need a little bit of time. Um, so that this is all to say that as a gift to all of you, I am being... My messy, messiest, messiest. I said messiest. messiest. I, I am being that. my mess, my messiest self that I could possibly be. I'm being my truest self. My role in this podcast, just a big messy slut. Here I am, the messiest slut of 2018. Just, uh, Merry Christmas, Jews. Merry Christmas. You know? Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <clears throat> you can't say that. I can say whatever the fuck I want now, okay? <laughs> it is my time. Uh, speaking of Elaine Stritch. Wait, are you Jewish? <laughs> Hmm? 
what are you i i don't know her um (laughs) i i sent john a gay little christmas gift on christmas because i'm a friend like that and i had mentioned to him how i had uh I think I mentioned. Oh, I mentioned something about like a little Jewish wish or Christmas Christmas wish, but because I'm Jewish, it won't get answered. And John's like, "Yeah, shame that you're Jewish." So that's our friendship. I do nice things, and John just insults me. Wait, you didn't send? No, you didn't. You didn't send me an Elaine Stritch Christmas. No, I sent. No, I sent you. you I sent you a hunky Christmas gift. I was gonna go into Elaine Stritch in a second. I got distracted by another thought. I had three thoughts all in one. Because because I pulled up this gif right away, and I was. I, I just I have to say this man is not Elaine Stritch. He is no, he's what Elaine he's, Stritch wishes she looked like. She's my husband, whoever this man is. Um, she's my husband. Yeah, she's my so sister. so that's um, that's how I am today, Matt. How are you? I'm I'm okay. So what I was gonna say about Elaine Stritch was I had uh, the ultimate Christmas miracle for all of you listeners, and I had laryngitis for a solid three and a half days. Um, she finally sounds like a top. Fucking hate you. <laughs> Wait. Oh shit. No. Now I can think of me another thought. Um. I gotta stick with. That. I gotta stick with this story. I gotta stick with this story. Uh. And so I had literally no voice up until about Monday night, and then Tuesday onwards, my voice has like slowly been coming back. And to quote John, you know, it's mostly here, but now I just sound like a top, and it's like I'm gonna go into interviews and audition rooms, and people are just gonna expect one thing, and my voice will fully come back the next week, and they're gonna be very disappointed. Truly, um, yeah, but it it gives me such gravitas, you know. Uh, speaking of tops, though, uh, I have a true Christmas present for John and a New Year challenge for our listeners. We so this is, sorry. This is all news. I'm not acting. I'm not those. No, he's not. This is all. I told John. I was like, this good. is this is com- this is coming. He. It's all natural reactions from John. So. Um, because I am like a blatant stage mother for this podcast, like I very much, I like track, uh, our listens. I track our reviews, all that stuff. I like to see sort of what, uh, episodes get more listens than others, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I took a look at our page the other day and Mm -hmm. we now officially have 12 five star ratings, which is great. Uh, I would love for that 12. I would love for that to double guys. Um, Who are you people? I know if you well if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't given us five stars yet, the fuck are you doing? Um, because we need Matt those will, five stars, and Matt will personally blow every single one of you. Just kidding, he already has. That's how we got those. Five yeah, stars. that's what that's where the twelve stars came from. The twelve oh, the- five stars came from. What are you talking about? Uh, but speaking of <laughs> blowing people, I I would gladly blow someone for this new review we just got. Um, are you ready? This so this I review, am. John. I'm going to yeah. This review I feel like was personally written to tell the world how well they see us and understand us. Um, so here we go. And I I have I think I know who wrote this. I do think I think this is someone I know. And so they just they did this like to personally support and attack me at the same time. Mm. So I'm gonna read it to you now. Q um light in the piazza overture underscoring. Here we go. Oh wait, wait, are you? Oh, I was gonna do it myself. Okay. No, let the professional. Let the professionals do it. Five stars. The title is "The Tops," figuratively. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) here we go. 
A pair of charming, quick-witted Broadway aficionados talk about the week in Broadway shows, casting, closings, and rumors before choosing a diva to close out each episode. I often find myself nodding my head in agreement to the reviews of shows they've seen and laughing out loud at their banter. You'll feel like you're sitting through a mini-lecture on Broadway history. But be, but be ready for these professors to take a detour at any time. <laughs> maybe they'll end. <laughs> maybe they'll end up talking. Maybe they'll end up talking about RuPaul's Drag Race or current movies or current events or or the, anything really. Uh, or the preferred sexual positions of newsies. You never know where Broadway Breakdown might take you, but you know it, it will always be a fun ride. And I read that and I went, Uncle Rick, what are you doing reviewing my podcast? I thought he was in jail. No, no, I had a change of heart at the last moment. (laughs) Wait, what was that? I said I had a change of heart at the last moment. Oh, that's that's very kind of you. Um, That's really sweet. Uh, Thank you, whoever wrote that. I mean, you might might possibly know who it is, like you said. I think I do know who it is. But I would like to take this moment to uh, challenge our listeners who enjoy us talking from time to time. I still couldn't tell you why. And challenge them to come up with a even greater review for 2019. <laughs> because god damn it was that review fun to read. And I won't I haven't like laughed so hard at something in a long time. I'm gonna and... one up that. I, I don't want it to just be a good review. I want it to be a short novella including symbolism, um, character development. I want plot twists. I would mm-hmm. love maybe Although I still haven't seen it, I would love it to evoke the feeling of the favorite. Um, <laughs> I, I I would love it to be just a journey. And uh, uh, do they get a certain amount of characters, or can you write as much as you want? I don't know. I've never written a review on iTunes. Uh, I, I either. have to say it's like under a thousand characters, maybe something like that, because they can't allow you to go on forever. Well, um, I want you to take me on a journey, and and that's 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 my challenge. Extra beach points if you can do a pun on either Audra McDonald or Sally Murphy's name in the review. Yes, without a doubt. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, yeah. Be like, this show, this show is like the dollar menu at Audra McDonald's. <laughs> I, I, you need to stop with this Trixie Mattel laugh, you bitch. I'm You're- sorry. <laughs> it's just how I'm starting to laugh these days, especially now that my voice isn't like its normal self. It just goes all up and down the octaves. Stop trying to clip my wings, John. It sounded like you said clit your wings, and I promise you I will never clit your wings. The FBI is going to like grab this podcast and like use it for evidence now, aren't they? I think they have um, used it for evidence against Kevin Spacey, but that's neither here nor there. That Um, is neither here nor there. And the creative team of Finding Neverland, but that's also neither here nor there. Have I told you yet that one of my really good friends on this contract was on the Finding Neverland tour, and every time he talks about being on that tour, I just have to sit there and silently think... Matt would just be cringing, even though it's a good, even if it's a good story, even you know if it's it, it's never like I enjoy hearing about Finding Neverland, but you've tainted. I've never even seen Finding Neverland, and you have truly tainted it for to me. That if I die tomorrow, my legacy will be complete. Yes, that is all I want, and I if would like to go on tomorrow. record. If I die tomorrow. Let me go on record to say, if you enjoyed Finding Neverland, I'm not going to take that away from you. I'm just going to be very vocal about how much I hated it. Same thing with the Beauty and the Beast remake. 
Like, John, I did not take that joy away from you. I was not like, go kill yourself for liking no, it. No, you did. You did. Oh, did I? Oh, never, well. ne- I, could, I could never watch it again. Good. Well, yeah, another legacy complete then. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. You're a Coolidge dollar. Speaking of Disney remake movie sequel live action people. <gasps> yeah. Um, the gay <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody came out last week, and I went to go see it with my mother. Uh, I'm talking about, of course, Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, do you want to know why I call it the Gay Bohemian Rhapsody, John? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, enlighten me, Mary. Oh, God, would I love to do, like, an improv scene with John in front of, like, 2,000 people. I'd be like, oh, let's open this door. Maybe we should go downstairs and see what's happening. John would just go, no, let's stay here. No. No. No, you don't, Oprah. Um, anybody? Thirty Rock? No. Okay. No, I I know, uh, I know. Okay, I just, okay. I just you just, you just a, chose a, not to respond. I have a mouthful of peanut butter right now. Oh, peanut John. butter is no one buys that it's peanut butter in your mouth right now. Peanut butter is the name of the guy who lives down the street. Um, <laughs> continue on about Mary Poopins. Mary Poopins. So Mary's popping. Um, <laughs> is popping? Is bitchy popping? Well, so okay. <laughs> So you haven't seen it yet, right? You haven't seen Mary Poppins Returns? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Do you intend to? I do. Um, some people okay. went on Christmas with the cast. I literally, my goal this Christmas was to get in a onesie and never move. And guess what I did, bitch? That. I watched. I rewatched All Stars 2 because I'm music director and never seen All Stars 2. <gasps> oh. And um, that's what I did on Christmas. So I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm probably, okay. I'm honestly planning on going to go see it with my mom when I go home okay. um, next week. Because... Yeah. I, I don't know if anyone knows this, but I'm a homosexual, so I want to go see Mary Poppins with my mother. I don't know what you're implying. Me seeing it with my mother was not because I'm gay. It's because I have an unhealthy relationship with my mother. She's my best friend. Shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, so, no, I did go see it with my mom because we both are sick and we were like, well, what'll be like good for the soul? Mary Poppins. So we went to go see it. And I like that that's your reason why not, because you wanted to see Mary Poppins. We were both ill. We were yeah, both well, ill, so I want to go see... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I wanted to see it, but she was like... She wanted she wanted to see a movie, but she's she's been sick, and so she was like, I don't want to see, like, an action movie. I don't want to see something that's going to be, like, really loud and noisy. And I was like, let's go see Mary Poppins! Uh, so... <laughs> Good son. Yeah, I'm Listening such a to your mother's son. wishes. Um... So the movie for me was similar to Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, you and I had very same th- similar thoughts to Bohemian Rhapsody. Like I texted John after I saw it, and it just like it was because I saw a late night showing of it, and it was like one o'clock at night. But we were still just like talking about it until two in the morning because we're stupid. Uh, but it's Mary Poppins Returns is like Bohemian Rhapsody in the sense that I had a fantastic time watching it. I can't rightfully tell you if it's a good movie or not. Sure. Um, like I well. I can rightfully tell you Bohemian Rhapsody is kind of trash, but uh, mm-hmm. Mary Poppins Returns is a little more gray area for me because uh, there weren't a lot of moments where I thought to myself that, like, this is not well done. Like, the acting is very good across the board. It's, like, it's well made. I don't even think the writing is terrible. It's just that it's, like, not really original in any way. Like, it kind of follows the same beats of the first movie kind of plot point for plot point like they changed some of the details of it so like 
it's like it's the kids grown up and he's a widower and and uh like it's not about how like capitalism is the is the end of society like the original one is uh and like the dynamics with the kids and the parents are different um yeah it's about like a, kid... it's about all the other Disney movies. Your wife's your wife or your mother's gonna die. That I mean, yeah. that's that's what I think. Basically, yeah, it's what all old Disney movies tell you, which is who needs a mom when you have a distant father. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's so many actors that I love. I love Emily Blunt, Emily Mortimer, mm. Ben Wishaw has this great scene where he's like crying in front of his kids about how much he misses their mom, and I was like, just sit on my face. He's... I love him so much. I, oh, he, he, I mean, all he does is cry on screen. And yeah. actually, since I had a tweet maybe a couple weeks ago that was to the likes of, I I wish I loved anything as much as Ben Wishaw loves crying on screen. And, you know, I got, I got a reasonable amount of likes. But I will say, since Mary Poppins Return came out, people have gone searching for it. And it's, it's had a bit of a resurgence. And and. and I feel seen now. People understand what Good. I'm talking about. Yes, um, they do. Well, because he, 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 he does cry a lot in that movie. He does. He cries a lot in that movie. I love that about him. I love yeah. that about him. He's a beautiful um, man and a beautiful crier. Um, he makes me cry when he when he's on screen. Not for my eyes, but, you know, other places. Yeah. Yeah. Most but, importantly, listeners, he's the voice of Paddington. And therefore, when I was watching Mary Poppins Returns, all I could think of every time he was on screen, besides the fact that I want him naked in my bed, was how great of a movie Paddington 2 is. And I was like, okay, Mary Poppins Returns, like, I guess we can give Emily Blunt an Oscar nomination. She deserves it. She's amazing. But, like, the movie itself, for all the Oscar talk it's getting, I'm, like, a little offended. It just kind of sounds like it's, like, super califragilisticexpialidocious done before. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? How long have you been sitting on that? You know what I mean? About two minutes. I, I kind okay. of drifted away while you were talking about the plot. Um, <laughs> didn't, didn't we all? <laughs> and um, I, I, I was I was also, I was workshopping um, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious um, when you were talking about him sitting on your face because only you could go see a Disney movie and surely sec- just truly and unabashedly sexualize and degrade the widowed husband <laughs> next to your mother <laughs> yeah well so i didn't tell her i had that feeling but i was i was texting a friend before we went in i was like oh gotta go we're gonna go see mary poppins returns and my friend texted me back going like D- are you allowed around children like aren't you a little too depraved like aren't you gonna corrupt them not like physically not we're not gonna go that place just like mentally speaking like i'm gonna say something in the theater like i think my friend was afraid that i was gonna see ben wishaw and say out loud sit on my face you know and then all these kids are gonna be like what that mean or say something to the effect of ben wishaw me in half with your oh that's good no it wasn't i liked it Thank you. Like you're, you're you're kind to me today. You're you're being very kind. I'm being very mean. This is yeah. what happens when I don't get a lot of sleep. Yeah. Um, and like as the year comes to an end, I just like I want the record to show that I was a good person. I'm using I'm using this episode to rack up well, all the good people. I was gonna say we are we are flipping the narrative at the at the penultimate hour. It's the last <laughs> midnight. Have well, another I mean, bean. Com- well, you know what, John? Some of us have to force storylines to get our airtime. So <gasps> you know, there we go. Oh, speaking of RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so okay, let's go. Let's let's close out this chapter on Mary Poppins Returns. Yes, see it, you'll enjoy it. Is it is it worth two hours and ten minutes? No. Should it be nominated for Best Picture of the Oscars? No. Will you enjoy it? Yes. Is Ben Wishaw a hot crier? Yes. 
There we go. Mm. Moving on to something slightly less gay. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars 3. You knew this was coming, guys. We foreshadowed this with that review earlier. Here we go. Um, down, so kids. I'm, I'm a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Mm-hmm. The third episode, excuse me, of All-Stars was released to this. It leaked on Facebook. And so I already knows what, I already knows what's happened this I knows what's happened, Miss Scarlet. Yeah. I knows what, did you watch it? Are you I a bad person No, too? I did not, I did not watch it. The, the top two and the bottom two got spoiled for me. So I know that. Ooh. Which it's I mean it's, it's a, annoying. It's a good episode. That's um, what I hear. Actually, so I'm excited to actually, see. Actually, by by the time this airs, this podcast airs, it will have aired. I'm sure. Yes. Um, I'm not um, going to spoil anything for you, but it's a good episode. Um, yeah. That's yeah. What I it's. Uh, uh, oh, I had a thought for what? For well, so yeah. Just, so, uh, just for receipts, everybody. John and I are recording this on a Friday morning. Uh, Friday the 28th and this is probably going to get released on like Sunday or Monday like the 30th or 31st I would like it mm. out sort of right before the year ends so yeah the yeah. episode will be out by this point um, so you'll you can go and find it somewhere else but I have not seen the full episode yeah. yet but I do know that in I my- do know the top two and the bottom two and uh, I was annoyed that I got it that I got spoiled for me but because Manila and Trinity are in my fantasy league mm. I'm happy it's it's a good lip sync too. It's yeah. It, they 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 do a good lip sync. They um, turn it out. Yeah, especially one more than the other, where it's you're just. I, I was taken aback in a good way. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good episode. I don't know if I love this snatch game of love. Yeah. Con- conceit that he did with this episode. Um, to be honest, I th- you can see that it throws a lot of the queens. Some of the queens that would have done really well in regular Snatch Game just did not do very well. Mm-hmm. I will also add, um, kind of on a Matt Coplick type note, something <laughs> about Gus Kentworthy turns me into just a, like, sloppy little pig bottom. And uh, he, ah! is, he is just so beautiful. Um, so it's really fun watching him in this episode. The little Australian bisexual guy that I can never remember his name of. The one who was in, in Love, Love Simon, Simon. Right? Yeah, he turns some looks in this episode. His mm-hmm. his look when he judges is we all because I watched it with my cast. And side note, the reason why we decided to watch it early, I was torn and I was not going to watch it early. But we've been planning on watching Life Size Two because we haven't yet because we were in Disney when Life Size Two aired. <laughs> so we made we were just trying to organize our time because we only have a couple hours left. We close on Sunday, and so someone brought up the fact: well, if we watch. It in between shows on Wednesday, we can watch Life Size Two Friday night when we would normally watch Drag Race, and so I said, "Oh, yeah, that that that's good for me." Choices, um, st- choices, um, but I, yeah, it's a really good episode. Um, yeah, that's what I. I, I I've, how are you been life, feeling about the season life so far? Text it to me. I, I um, okay. I don't know. I don't remember if I've talked about this already here because I feel like I've been talking about it to a lot of people. I wish I loved Trinity Taylor more. One of one of one of our mutual friends, Lindsay, who's one of my dearest friends, is a big Trinity fan. And the other day we were texting, and I I I see how polished she is. I cannot deny her talent. I cannot deny that she is a comedy queen, despite also being known as more or less a pageant girl. But there is something about Trinity Taylor that I just cannot stand. Um, To me, she kind of is the low-rent stripper version of Detox. (laughs) 
and uh-huh. um I, I I don't care for her and I wish I did because I truly see how talented she is I just I I'm not into her looks all of her looks are so predictable to me they're polished as fuck they look good I just am not into them um I I didn't think she should have won the first episode I did not think she sh- um oh wait no Oh, I did think she should have been in the top this week, but I, I don't, I, I just don't care for her. Um, You're not the first person to say that, and I, I don't know, I don't get it because I do love Trinity Taylor, but uh, I'm now listening to a new podcast called What the Tuck with uh, Joel Kim Booster and Nicole Byer. Nicole Byer is the host of Nails It. Joel Kim Booster is a really schmexy gay comedian. He's and very schmexy. Yeah. He's so schmexy. Oh, my God. Uh, but they deconstruct each episode of All Stars 3. And the very first episode, he he takes he takes a moment and he goes, Nicole, what do you think of Trinity the Tuck? And Nicole goes on. She goes, I feel like a lot of people sleep on Trinity. I really like her. And Joel's like, yeah, people do sleep on Trinity. He goes, I sleep on Trinity. Because even though I can see how talented she is, I still don't like her. Oh. And I mean... I I love her, so I can't say I understand when people say they don't like her, but I at least appreciate when they can say, I do see that she's talented, so that makes me feel a little better. Um, oh, yeah. She, yeah. She, she has all the makings to be a really... I mean, she is a really great drag queen. I cannot deny any of that. I, her aesthetic is just not for me. But you know what's really interesting that I found with her? Is that... I found a good amount of gay men who feel the same way, but almost every girl that I know who watches Drag Race loves Trinity. There's something mm-hmm. about Trinity that is... I I think maybe people see that she... Okay, here, here's what I, I... I view her as stripper chic. Uh, all, of her clo- all of her clothes are really put together, really clean, really nice, nice looking. I did quotation marks, but they all look as if you gave a stripper a visa card and said, here you go, sweetie, go buy whatever you want. And she found the trashiest looking outfit in the most expensive boutique and said, I want this one. You know, um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to do my Matt Coplick voice when I tried to do my stripper voice, but, um, Whoa, I, guys. <laughs> Literally, John is wearing me like a bracelet today. He's just having at. Billy, I beg to differ with you. How do you mean? You're the top. Yeah. You're an arrow collar. You're the top. You're a Coolidge dollar. Because this is our last uh, episode for the year, uh, you know, it'll be a little while till we get onto the next one for 2019. I wanted to do like a little reflection with you, John. Sort of yeah. look back on the year of us talking together mm. and sort of see. What we liked, what we didn't like, what were some highs, what were some lows, what were some safe mediums? Yeah, I mean, a high for me was that I was high all the time during these recordings. No, I wasn't. I, I, I do not come to work high and don't do drugs. Never do drugs. I know. Mean, you're barely coherent sober. You really want to be on a podcast high. That's actually so true. It would be so awful if I ever... Yeah, um, I am barely coherent sober. Yeah, um, if John if John did this podcast drunk, it would be like me doing this podcast on cocaine. It's just like, why would you why would you poke the why, bear? Yeah, do, don't don't poke that. It's not really a bear. It's more of an otter. Don't poke yeah. the otter. Don't poke um, the otter. <laughs> but or I, do you know? It's a free country. 
Well, yeah, love is 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 love. I let me think. I think there were a lot of highs. I think I dropped the ball, and I would have liked to have one more jukebox that musical. But this was a very busy winter season for me. Um, and so I dropped the ball on that. But I think we had some really good jukebox that musicals this year. Um, yeah. We really... We, we Kelly Clarkson'd it up. We, um... That was this year, right? That was this year, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that was the most recent one. This, uh, is, this, is, this is also our first full year of recording. Yeah, because we started, we started this at the end of July of 2017. So we had like five months of this, and then this is the first like full calendar year of doing it. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I, I, I really loved some of our jukebox that musical. I like that we have continued to lean into our roles on this podcast and this life of mm. you being the well-informed, well-opinionated um, just voice of reason and I am just the Muppet doing poppers in a corner um <laughs> you know yeah. you know what I mean uh, oh yes no I do know what you mean um <laughs> nom 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 on those poppers um I know you don't eat poppers I, I've, I've I've read you don't about that you don't eat poppers <laughs> that's the way I do them mm. um yeah I I I think there's been a good amount of highs. What what are some of the highs for you? Um, well, yeah, the jukebox that musicals. I think we had two this year. We had the Kelly Clarkson and the Taylor Swift. Uh, both had I some. Forgot about T Swift. Yeah, both of them were high points for me. The Kelly Clarkson one because, uh, like Naomi Smalls, I had slept on Kelly Clarkson until I did a jukebox that musical for her, yeah. and I fell in love with her. Yeah, oh that was my a really god! Good moment. That was a fun moment for me to watch. Yeah, to, to watch you. Go deep Yeah go deep on her And just really embrace The love I have for her now And what I, what I liked about The Taylor Swift one Because it was T-Swift Mixed with Eva Van Hoffe And Drag Race uh, Exactly Repertoire And it, it was a late night Recording with us We were in the same room For once We were drinking some whiskey We weren't getting too <gasps> sloppy It was just like a really should, Lovely evening We should do that again Yeah well you come back soon And I would love I, to do I that I do come back soon Yeah um, Yeah that's a fun idea yeah, I'm looking for. Oh, we should also talk about what we're looking forward to in 2019. That's one. I'm looking forward to more sessions in the room with you. Uh, I'm looking forward to having some more guests on because I feel like we've uh, yes. we've had very few guests, but the guests that we have had, I feel like, have crushed it. Um, Our guests have been crushing it, and they continue to crush it. Um, yeah. We, yeah, we. Good God, guests. Yeah, good for good you. God. Yeah, uh, seeing Caitlin in the prom was really lovely like that's someone who's very new to my life and yet seeing her Mm. have the final bow i felt like and i felt a little unjustified in how proud i was watching i was like i haven't like had as much time with her as a lot of other people have but like she's a special person so now that she's in my life like seeing that and like talking to her backstage afterwards i was like ah you're good people i'm happy for you um trying to think i'm trying to think what other like specifically to the pot oh uh Another role that John has now played in this podcast that you don't really hear a lot, but is important to me, is because I talk about my opinions very freely, I will come back to editing it, and I will second-guess myself a lot, and I'll text John sometimes. He'll be like, did this come across as douchey? Did this come across as uninformed? Did this come across as too much? And John is always like, 
I mean, he doesn't write me monologues. He just kind of writes me little short sentences like, no, you were fine. No, it was okay. Bye. <laughs> but, like, still, it does talk <laughs> me off the ledge. And Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I enjoy that role that John now has in my life where we go through this, like, I don't know. We go into this weird place when we record these things, and I feel like I kind of black out when we record. And then when it's yeah. done, I look back. I'm like, oh god, did I? Was that okay? Was I talking too much? And I always, I always have to come back to John because I say to him, "You were the one who was listening. You were the one who was there. What was was this fine? Was this funny? Was this okay?" And he's very, he's very reassuring, and I, I appreciate that about him, well, about you. Well, and- and to add and to add that you know it's I don't want to see your inner saboteur ever take control because here here's the thing kids a podcast is a medium for talking you know it's not a, we we have faces for podcasts Matt and I um and Me so it, it, oh stop and so no, our, thing, think our our poster our poster is half my face and all of your face that's a that's a message I'm clearly sending to the listeners John. That's because I am Alphaba. Um, and so I I don't ever want to see your inner saboteur. I don't ever see your inner saboteur take over because here's the tea, kids. When you say things in life, when you have opinions, have them strongly. Feel, feel your own convictions. Feel your own feelings and your thoughts and your beliefs to the fullest of the extent that you want to because you should believe what you believe in. I know that's not really a groundbreaking statement, but in some ways it kind of is, you know? You you really have to believe in yourself and believe in your own thoughts because not a lot of other people are. And here's the beautiful thing about thoughts and the things that you say. I mean, I'm not saying that you should go out and say um, once fucked I'm not saying that you should say like ridiculous, awful things all the time. What I am saying is that if you say something and then you change your mind, you are allowed to then later change your mind. You know, thoughts and beliefs and our convictions in life can ebb and flow. And if so, if there's a period in your life where you're feeling extremely strong about finding Neverland, express those opinions. Because two years down the line, you might be able to sit back and, and go, you know what? I feel completely different about Finding Neverland. And then you can express those opinions. But whatever it, is, whatever it is that you express, express it fully, you know? Yeah. I mean, as a human being, you reserve the right to change your mind about anything at any given point of time. You know, that's yeah. that's the beauty of it. Uh, you have yeah. to allow yourself the room to grow as a human being, to, yes. to uh, change your opinions, and then be able to stand by it. Uh, yeah. I have no problem with people having different opinions than my own. I like, yeah. though, when people can not fight me with it, but, like, converse with me about it. You know, that's why I like yeah. talking about Trinity the Tuck with John. We have these talks. Exactly. It's nice. Yeah. It's, it's, good to, it's good to step out of your bubble of agreement because chances are you're going to learn more. Um, yeah. And, and the other, you know, the other thing is, too, is that it's just... I forgot. <laughs> well, <laughs> so something I just... Okay, Trixie. Uh, so something I just thought about when you mentioned finding Neverland, finding Neverland, I can't wait for us to eventually have a guest. I would like this is the ultimate version of the medium place for anyone who knows the Kristen Bell classic song yeah. "Succumb to Good Place." Is John and I get to a point with this podcast where we have thousands of listeners, we get a, a new guest every other week, and then like Audra McDonald comes on 
and she graces us with her presence and we all have a whiskey and we're sitting at the table and we're recording and Audrey just goes I've been listening to your podcast and I need to tell you directly to your face Matt why you're wrong about Finding Neverland and just like talks to me all the good things about Finding Neverland for 30 minutes and I just have to sit there and take it that's like the ultimate medium place where it's like I'm with Audrey McDonald but she's defending Finding Neverland why do I feel like you've masturbated to that scenario before? That you that was too plotted out. You you that's a fantasy of yours. It's I, I well, could... I don't masturbate to that part. I masturbate to something that it leads to. It's oh. it's a classic porno. Of you're you're wrong about this. You're wrong about that. Well, let's see who's more right. Oh my god! Wow. Oh yeah. Oh honey. His name is Mr. Ho, and an upstanding man is she. Um. Yeah. As as oh, we were god. saying, because. You know, I've spent a lot of my life being wishy-washy about things, and thanks to the magic of therapy, I have taken what I've called a a, a year of action where I've been trying to act uh, proactively about things. And you know what's really funny? When you're proactive and when you make choices and you just don't sit around in in the medium place, in the gray area... Shit happens. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's really bad. But you know what? You keep on going until you're dead. And when you're dead, you're dead. And you don't care. Yeah. Children won't you know? listen then. No, they won't. Because they're dead children. <laughs> oh, no. This has turned into Hocus Pocus for a second. All the dead kids. Um, yeah. How many dead kids were you near your Hocus Pocus? There's only one. Two. One. Two. Two. One's a kid. No. One. And then one's like an eternal cat being. Then that he dies at the end. But then there's also I just think about yeah, but that's I, not, after that, that first but, scene. But I just that think point, about all he's the like kids that they years killed. Old. It's all I could think about after I first saw that movie. It's why I don't care for it. If I'm gonna watch all Sarah the kids they killed, they only killed one. They killed one Listen. girl in the movie, but you know that they killed other kids. No, they didn't because they were old hags. They would have been pretty already. They only well, killed no, it, one because it does. It doesn't last forever. They've been old for a long time. Don't, I can't they, believe I can't believe we're arguing over murdered children. Well, let's also well let's also be very clear. I haven't watched Hocus Pocus since I was eight because it terrified the <gasps> shit out of me. Um, what? I I love me a good scary movie. Those of you who know me know that I own Scream and Scream Two, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like I love a good horror movie. When I was a kid, if you weren't telling me that I was watching a horror movie, like and I was I was prepared for something else and something scary happened, I was scared of my fucking brains. Like Wizard of Oz scared me the first time I saw it. Because I wasn't prepared to be scared. Saving with Hocus Pocus. Like, I was told it was a fun family movie. And then they kill a kid in the first scene. And I was, like, terrified afterwards. Yeah, so the fun Bet- family movie. <laughs> the Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker movie of my dreams is First Wives Club. That is what I watch when I want some Midler Parker time. Uh, not not Hocus Pocus. And if I want some Kathy and Ajimi, I watch Soap Dish. We are watching Hocus Pocus once I get back. Oh, Jesus Christ, superstar. I can't, uh, I can't believe you've never watched Hocus Pocus. I, not not for like 20 years. I just, I mean, I know, we all know the cover of the song that they do. So I know that. Yeah. But Sucking on I haven't titties. Watched the... It's famous. <laughs> you know, that famous Sarah Jessica Parker song, Can I Smell Your Dick? That, that yeah, song. Can I Smell Your Dick? You know, it's, God, Disney, those old Disney songs, they don't write them like <laughs> they, they used to. They um, really don't. Um, side note, <laughs> I was on the subway the other day. I can't wait to I, see where this is going. I was I wasn't I was too I was coming from work so I was too tired to read I usually read on the subway I was too tired this time so I just put in my earphones I was like I want to just like get taken away I want to just listen to like a full album and I'm listening to my music 
and I'm like, I'm not jamming out, but like my head is like swooning and bobbing. And the guy next to me looks to my phone to see what I'm listening to. And it's the little mermaid soundtrack. And he just looks at me and is so baffled at how like lost in the music I am. He's like, his face just kind of goes, really? And just like, and then, but then he gets off at the next stop, but continues to look at me as he gets off the subway. And I really wanted to just shout back at him, it's magical, you motherfucker. But I didn't. I was quiet and indignant. But You should have been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want thingamabobs? I got 20, bitch. Come at me. And then um, and then you guys could have started making out. Yeah. Um, well, I think if it were a, if it were an actual song at the point that he looked at my phone, he probably would have been less judgy. But I, I, like, I was listening to the full album. So at this point, it was an instrumental track. It was like, I think it was like Eric to the Rescue or some track number like that. Oh and he just looked at me like, really? Yeah, no, this is me. Call me Kayla Settle, this is me. I've had a similar experience once where I was fucking jamming out on the subway and um, not even thinking about it. And then the person next to me happened to notice what I was jamming out to. And listen, I will stand, I am, I like I said earlier, stand by your convictions. You, what you believe in, stand by them. I will always bop out to Susical. You know, oh. <laughs> when, when Susical comes on, I'm, uh, oh, the thinks I can thunk. You know, oh, it's. Girl. Yeah, it's it's if a bop. I ever a bop. if I ever do a drag show, if I ever do a drag show, first of all, my name will be Taraway Pants, which is my current name for our fantasy league. Uh, did did you see that I changed my name? By the way, you probably didn't. You probably didn't care. I, no, I think I did. Um, I I looked at the names very briefly one day. Um, I'm I'm still sticking with my old with my old regs. Uda Uda Hagen does. Yeah, it's a it's a classic. It is um, a classic by this point. But if I ever do a drag act uh you're gonna curate it for me by the way but the, my first number is going to be amazing Maisie uh, oh. by michelle pock that is absolutely going to be my first number that uh, that's amazing Maisie. yeah <laughs> wow it's just such a it's it's too good not to be used you know I'm she squawks she belts i'm trying to think i've ever seen a drag number to that what could it be mashed up with um anything maybe anything some of the best anything. hits from that hit musical amazing grace Amazing Grace Ooh. Maisie. You did, did you see Amazing Grace? Because I of did. Cor- of course I didn't. That's why I said that hit musical. I, I, I was out of town for most of it. Um, you know the only I, thing worse I than Amazing Grace it. the Musical is, is? Going to see Amazing Grace the Musical? Yeah. Going to see Amazing Grace the Musical no, is I, as I, bad I, as talk... Is worse than talking about Amazing Grace the Musical. No, I had some friends in it who... What I heard, were they were really fantastic in it and, and all that. Um, yeah, I yeah. just... Well, it's Broadway. Let's be. Let's make one thing very clear. If ever I'm shit talking a show, I'm not shit talking the actors because it's Broadway and they're all amazingly talented. Like that's that's not never gonna be the case. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm never gonna be like oh, that person unless it's like Melanie Griffith in Chicago. But even Melanie Griffith, I love her. So why not? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> Opinions. You're right. You're right. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. I, the, the caffeine, the caffeine, slowly wearing off because I literally chugged a cup and a half of coffee before this episode recording because no. I, I prayed to the baby Jesus and I said, "Help me, God, yeah. help me, God." I've been, you wouldn't know it. I've been very restrained this entire episode because I've needed to like hack up a lung this entire time, and the second we close out, I'm just gonna. So, I mean, just speaking just, of Elaine Stritch, just just do it for our listeners. That I mean, I kind of just did it then. 
Ew. Okay, never mind. I take it back. No. We should be an um, AS we should be an ASMR podcast. Should we though? Like should yeah. we? Okay, that'll be 2019. <laughs> okay, so that's it, kids. We are switching <laughs> to an ASMR podcast where we um, sh- shuck corn oh quietly and mm-hmm. um, put the lotion on our skin quietly. Ew, is that? So- I've never seen an ASMR where they put lotion on. I don't think I would like the wet sounding ones. No, have, I mean, have you seen that? Listen to no, it. I've I the only one I ever did. Paris Hilton did one recently, didn't she? Yes. Did we talk about yeah. it? I don't think we did. We there was like, hi, hi. I'm Paris Hilton. I'm not gonna lie. I, I my friend tagged me in it, and I I watched the first twenty seconds, and I thought, oh god, I I can't watch all eight minutes of this. And suddenly, no. eight minutes later, I th- had the thought, I'm really glad I did that. <laughs> I I oddly enjoyed it. It was I, enjoyable. I'm not a fan of hers. So no, check god, out no. check out the Paris Hilton ASMR. I believe it's on Facebook. Um, it is. It's very easy to find. Hey Matt, what are your like? How, how? What are you? Do you have any? Hey, I'm gonna lead a topic. Do you have any? Okay. Do you have any resolutions for 2019? Um, sorta. <laughs> okay, uh, cool. Well, next talk. <laughs> <laughs> nice talk. Uh, no, I have a complicated uh, feel. I have complicated feelings towards resolutions because I don't love the idea of. I, I don't know of of putting pressure on myself to start something on a day for the year and the stuff I it's the same way I sort of feel about diets I don't believe in diets I believe in lifestyle changes mm. and I and so I feel the same way about resolutions I think resolutions are fine when they're under the umbrella of changing elements of your life for the better so yeah um I will say that there are things that I've been intending to do for myself that I intend to be more have more gumption for for 2019 mm. one of which is as we i know i've I've mentioned the the series that i created like a couple of times on here mostly casually sometimes as a humble brag pat pat but yeah, yeah. yeah uh so we are now in like the final stages of editing the footage we shot in september for this like proof of concept and so january is gonna be like a big gung-ho kind of month where we get it finalized i have to write a show deck for this thing which i like i've been dragging my feet about but this week i was like no gotta 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 do it so i've been like that's been part of like my resolution of being proactive about the stuff that i want to manifest and things like that which is why i also like texted you in a fury two weeks ago of like let's start thinking about guests we're gonna have and topics and blah 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 yes um just because you know i think i think my ultimate resolution is to be more passionate about my passions and yes love that Yes, and this podcast is one of them for me. The series is one of them for me. And so just, you know, putting a little bit more of my time and energy into it to really make it the most it can be. Uh, and I'm not going to call it a resolution because I didn't start it on the first. I started a little early, but I'm going to continue through it into the new year. So that is that is my lifestyle change for 2019. Well, have I ever told you what I call my... Because I don't like the term resolution either. Have I ever told you what I call mine? You have not. What do you, what do you call them? I call them my New Year's revolutions, honey. Um, <laughs> because because I I agree. Like I, I think I think it's a little you know it's it's the, the idea of of resolutions or I I it, here's the thing, I barely keep promises to other people, so there's no way I'm going to keep promises to myself. I 
care least about me. Uh, But if I can think of it as just a a constant work in progress, a shifting revolution, a French revolution, if I can think of myself as a bunch of hunky young French revolutionaries slowly making choices and building a barricade to work towards a better goal of belting higher, um, that's, that's, that, that works better for me. And so I, um, yeah, my, I I think of them as New Year's revolutions. So maybe that's yeah. your New Year's re- revolutions as well. You know what I mean? Henry? You want a New Year's revolution? I want a New Year's revelation. Exactly. I don't get that Hamilton reference, but exactly. Um, <laughs> gross. Uh, we should, I'm gonna start saying that to people on New Year's. Like, you want a resolution? I want a resolution. Uh, Is resolution no. even a word? I don't. No, think so. it's 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 not. Um. But yeah, I I feel very similarly to to you in in those yeah. thoughts. I don't I don't I I of course want you know that that off Broadway body that all, all those things that we all are supposed yeah. to gear towards um, with the re- resolution and going to the gym. Although I never go to gyms. I if I I, I do anything, it's it's more yoga. Um, yeah. I, I, or the I normally, Angela Lansbury workout video. Well, yes, where I just take baths. Because um, that's the best part of that workout video. It is the best part of the video. But if you the, haven't ever seen it, look up Angela Lansbury workout on YouTube. You won't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Um, but the the thing is, is that um, I don't. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I, I my my all my res- revolutions deal with the idea of just continuing to create a better me, which is such a blanket white girl statement for revolution slash resolution. But Mm -hmm. it's, it it truly comes from a place of, as I was saying, this past year was the year of action. This year is going to be the year of um, aggression. Isn't the right word, but I'm, I've always been a pretty, I've always been a pretty aggressive person and what I want in, in a lot of ways, but um, I'm going to continue not giving fucks about things i'm going to continue um going after what i want with such a fiery unapologetic passion um i'm going to continue making choices because this is the life that i got and i want to enjoy this life and so i'm going to make choices that involve a really fun future for me um i want to take more do more yoga be it on on my own um, or in a class, and I I want to um um I just had the I had the other one and it just escaped me. The coffee is fading. The coffee is fading. Oh god, we got we um, should wrap this up before it goes. We, away I know, I know. Shit. I'm about I'm about to just faint. Um, and I I want to I want to do more yoga. Oh, and I just I want to I want to continue writing more. I wanna I want to continue focusing my writing as I have been into different projects, but I want to um. I want to write even more. And so yeah. th- those are those are my resolutions. Good. You're a good writer. I I, I love to see you write more. I Thank like, you. I like seeing what you write. Thanks. Yeah, I, I've, I've been feeling quite blocked recently. Um, and I, I it, it's interesting because I, I thought about this block as being a... It's hard to not look at writer's block and to think, oh, I'm untalented and I suck. That's why I'm blocked. It's hard to remember that you are a human being and sometimes when you expel a bunch of creative energy it takes you a while to <sighs> regain that creative energy you know like a gas tank um and so i think i expelled a lot of creative energy this year and suddenly at the end of this year i 
my gas tank was full, but I've huh. been, if you can believe it, my tank has been wide open and I've just been letting people fill it and fill it and fill it. And <clears throat> so I like how at the beginning of this episode, I was the piggy slut whore and at the end you've become the open slutty car whore. I don't know. <laughs> that was my Miss Piggy slut whore. <laughs> yeah, that's all Miss Piggy. What a power top she is. She um, yeah. Hey. So those are our resolutions. Uh, dear listeners, your revolution, resolution, revelation for 2019 should be to listen to more of this podcast. Yes. That's Review gonna really us. Help. That's going to help you Rate guys. us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so something I will say is I would like to be, I'm going to end each episode now. I, I've started to listen to other podcasts because despite the fact that I have one with you, I don't listen to a bunch. Oh. Uh, so, which is why I've been listening to what the tug and race chasers. Cause it's stuff I like, but yeah. also I was like, I should listen to what other, other people do. And every podcast always ends with like, make sure to subscribe to us. So you know what a new episode's coming out. Review oh, us, yeah. rate us. So I'm like, I'm like, that's pretty <laughs> obvious shit to say. How have we never done that? So we are going to end every episode from now on. Like make sure to subscribe to us. So you know what a new episode's coming out. Share us with your friends. Give us a rating on iTunes. And the reason why I say that is because I, I, uh, attribute I compare it to something like Yelp. I really hate Yelp, but I also hate the fact that if I'm ordering something on Grubhub, I care that if one sh- restaurant has four and a half star ratings with 500 reviews and the other one has four and a half star ratings with 200 reviews, I'm going to go with the 500 reviews. Yep, so like, I do the same thing. Yeah. So if we if you want more people to enjoy our melodic tones mm. you know, we gotta give us those five star reviews so that way people don't look in and go oh a measly 12 we want people to say oh what a robust 35 five star reviews they have yeah 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 and if yeah. you give us any, we'll show- if you give us anything less than five star reviews i will personally hunt you down and show girls you and if not you not the way you think uh-uh. If you give us anything less than a five-star review, I will personally hunt you down and deconstruct every frame of Helena Bonham Carter's performance in the Sweeney Todd film, which I loved, but you will not love my deconstruction. It will take oh. nine hours of your day. Yeah, so. I, I, I cringe at the thought. And hey, you know, now that we've now that you've cracked open that really beautiful part of um, what we should have been doing, I also just <laughs> want to thank you guys for listening in 2018. It was a tough year, and we got it through was. it. So thank it you, was. listeners. We couldn't be here without you. We actually could because, I mean... I stand on my own. I'm an independent woman. But exactly. But I'm um, grateful for you. I appreciate I appreciate you all. Um, and on that note, I think this is a good time as any for us to ring in the new year with a big old Broadway diva. Who uh, shall it be? Well, you pick. I feel like you haven't picked in a while. I haven't. Originally, I was going to say Stritchy because of all the times we've mentioned her, but now <gasps> I just really want to jam out to Michelle Pock and Amazing Maisie. So I don't know. Oh, uh, but, but Elaine St- Elaine Stritch could <laughs> mash up. Elaine Stritch could be good because I'm still here. Just feels like a very good end of the year song for us. Yeah, I. You know what? Fucking yeah, I appreciate that. We're gonna end 2018 with Elaine Stritch singing "I'm Still Here." So, uh, to be business professionally, uh, make sure to subscribe to us and rate us and review us. Uh, in the meantime, fellow listeners, this has been Broadway Breakdown. I am Matt Koplick, and I'm John Wascavage. And we hope to see you in 2019. It's going to be a freaky ride. Take us away, Elaine. Bye. Bye. Bye, sweetie. I have run the gamut. A to Z. Three cheers and damn it. Say la vie. I got through all of last year. And I'm here.
wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.